Welcome to Let's Talk. Where ordinary people are doing extraordinary things. We are live and interactive. With education. Spoken word. Dating, love, and relationships. Good evening, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope, as well as our other stream outlets. And it's Thursday night, beautiful night. Uh, had a very interesting day today. It was real cold, um, but I, I must say I was looking forward to tonight. So we could discuss uh, question number ten in, in in Crown Rules to How Black Men Love. Yes. We're going over question number ten. In question number ten. Um, for a lot of us, may bring back a lot of emotions. It uh, speaks to a lot of things that we all may be going through in reference to um, this this beautiful word. Mm. Crown yeah. rules two. Question number ten in in Julia's book is what is better than love? Yes. Yes. And first, first and foremost, Jules, how's everything going? Everything's going great, Quentin. Thank you so much. How are you, how are you today this evening? Well, I had a I had a, a very interesting day, and you know, like I said, it was cold out. It was very cold out when I left out this morning at five o'clock to go to work. What was the temperature? Um, Fourteen degrees with a wind chill factor of twenty. <laughs> I'm I'm used to it. It's funny because uh, before I moved, I loved the winter. Yes. But before I moved and, and moved where I, in, in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's winter is totally different than Jersey. That's all I would say. I know yes. they're neighboring states, but it's it's something special in here. But um, anyway, I, I was having kind of an interesting day. You know, I was going through some stuff in my head, always brainstorming. Yes. And I had, I had a very interesting uh, conversation. I, I I was on the phone with one of one of the supporters of Let's Talk, 
uh, she's a poet, great person, Tila Shao, right? Oh, Tila Shao, yeah. Yeah, and we had a very good conversation, and it was like, um, you know how when you talk to somebody and they you springboard certain things that's going on in your head, and just to hear, you know, she gave me some very, very good advice on some things that I was thinking about and and had some things going on. Hey, Miss Carla, King Atterbury, Nicole, Eric, glad you guys can join us tonight. Hang in there tonight. We got some very interesting things going on tonight. Y'all see the y'all see the uh, question. What is better than love? So, Jules, very uh, interesting. Uh, as I say, por portion of the book. Yeah, seems like we deeper and deeper as the questions are answered, which I really I really love. I yeah, really yeah. This 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 question is like I said. It's <laughs> it popped up, and I was kind of shocked that you had placed it here in the book. I thought that you would probably would have placed this as like one of the last questions. Mm -hmm. But being but being that you did place it here, it's it's interesting that it uh it came now. It it it, it popped up now. So I thought Absolutely. that would be. I mean. Uh of the reasons why it's placed here you know as we talk about it, we're going deeper and deeper into to um experience of their understanding of love things they'd like to share we go deeper and deeper into it and the question prior to the well how do you know you're in love what does it feel like to you and when you look at the answers to that question, which was last week's question, but when you look at the answer to that question compared to this question, you really get to see some fundamental differences. Like last week when we were talking about you know, how do you learn love, you pointed out that there was a lot of conversation about euphoria and this glow and those things like that of that nature. But when this question asks, our gentlemen take it a step further. Yeah. So it gets a little bit more deeper. In some respects, it's um, a more spiritual answer that you find. It's a more tangible answer that you find. So I think- over, over, overall, overall, I noticed um, some things that, uh, that the gentleman spoke out about, you know, uh, bacon. Jerk chicken. <laughs> Our men do love food. <laughs> and, and, and we 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 def we definitely gonna get to that. But overall, everyone said that nothing is compared to love. Um, I wanted to start the show and talk about Coleman. Yes. Col Coleman's answer was the shortest answer. Um, yes. And he and he spoke about. He said purpose. Yes. And I think that a lot of times when we're going through that uh, point in our lives where we don't understand, you know, where we got kids, if you got kids, uh, your family, relationships, jobs, um, where you start to question your purpose. And, and I know that Coleman is very religious, so I, I understand where he was going with it and, and understand his answer, but, how do you think that a person that may not believe in spirituality, and I know it's hard if I'm asking, 
it's hard to ask somebody that believes in spirituality, believes in God, to try to put themselves in a situation um, to speak for a person that don't really have that. So, so, so being able to find purpose, he said, was more important than love. Um, he actually, he actually, he did say that, and he also said that purpose was necessary to love. I, I love, I appreciate this question, Quentin, because um, I remember back in, I think it was maybe about 2014, I was, you know, I had reached, I, I guess, the highest level of success in in my workplace and, you know, things, life was popping. Life was mm -hmm. popping. And I remember watching um, an episode of Oprah Winfrey and she was talking about purpose and she was talking about purpose, not from the spiritual perspective, but purpose in terms of understanding who you are. And one of the things that she said that I will never forget is that your purpose is the thing that you enjoy, the thing that you're passionate about the thing that helps other people to um, be filled, like the things that you do to fill other people, to fill their cup. And it's also, purpose is also the things that people um, compliment in you. So for example, if someone says, you know, you're, you're excellent at, at hosting this show and you hear that, that feedback a lot, what does that mean? That means part of your purpose is, is being able to to effectively communicate with others, to bring people together, to share knowledge and information. That's part of your purpose. So that purpose is not this thing that we have, it's not up in the sky. It's not up in the sky. And I think what Coleman said is that it's important to have when you're in, when you're living life or you're in relationship, it's important to have purpose about it. And this, and, and this is this is this is something that it, the reason why this this particular um, answer caught my eye is because I said to someone something that they said to me a while ago that mm -hmm. sometimes we live for a purpose that's greater than ourselves, and, and and you got to be able to realize that and be say okay, I'm not gonna be. Uh, spoiled. I'm not going to be self-centered. I'm not going to be. I'm. Ha I'm going to be selfless. I'm going to be humble. I'm going to, you know, lower the wing of humility in all aspects. And and it ties into something that we're going to show next week in one of the videos. Um, his his answer was being humility, having having the ultimate and understanding the ultimate sacrifice, not just for yourself, but to others. Um, be having that, having, having that, having that purpose of understanding that, okay, I'm just a tiny, tiny person in this world of millions and billions of people. How can I be purposeful to them and having a purpose and being able to love and being able to show love and, and express it in a certain way? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, that's some of the things that our gentlemen reveal in response to their answers, um, their answers to this question. They do talk about how they do talk about how purpose 
if we wanted to, to replace purpose with love, that it's a motivating factor. And, you know, sometimes when we talk about love, we, we uh, I think sometimes tend to think of it very self-centeredly, like, like my love, how I'm loving. Mm. But really, the truth of the matter is, is that love, the ability to love, the ability to be humble, the ability to not be self-centered, the ability to be purposeful, allows us to experience a greater love, a greater existence with the people that we're in relationship with. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, th I thought, like I told you that, that one, one thing is stuck out. Um, I stuck out so, so, so much. So, and I did, you know, as usual, as yes. usual, no, I got to throw that wrench in the game. Uh oh. <laughs> I wanted to bring about what DT said, and it, I thought it was interesting. Oh, yeah. He said, he said, I don't think nothing. You asked him, what to you is better than love? Yes. He said, I don't think nothing is. Yes. I don't think nothing is better than true love. You know, we're put on this earth pretty much by ourselves. <laughs> mm -hmm. What I mean is once we come out of our mom's Yo, we were we were we're here. We're here. <laughs> if you find someone that you can connect to that well, it's like that is your other half. It's rare. It's so mm -hmm. rare. Of all the times I've told a woman I love her, I can only honestly say that I've been in love maybe three times. Mm -hmm. Out of the maybe 15 times I've told a woman I love you, when it really came down to it, I had my own interest. I wanted sex from her or her sex was just good enough for now until I find the next one, or it was a lot of immaturity on my part and just greediness because I had some good women in my life. Those relationships didn't break up because they were bad women. It was because I was a bad guy. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Profound. I love DT. He, 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 he didn't lack self-awareness there. And that's the beautiful thing about him. Um, last night when you and I, we had a brief conversation yesterday and, you know, we were talking about having different couples on the show to talk about relationships and maybe the shame of having a relationship where someone, where there may have been infidelity or someone was cheating and, you know, not necessarily wanting to expose that. What I appreciate about DT is his courageousness and his self-awareness and his ability to be able to admit, like at one point I was just out here and I was doing whatever I needed to do to get whatever I needed to get. Mm -hmm. um, and in between what you read, there's another paragraph, but then you get to the point where he demonstrates his ability. Yeah, such honesty, where he demonstrates his his um, awareness, I'm sorry. And he demonstrates his growth and maturity. This is what he said. You got to be willing to give the same that you want for yourself. You can't tell a woman you want her to be loyal and to only be with you. But because you're a man and it's all right for us to be unfaithful, I mean, we're not going to be viewed as whores. And that's a bunch of bull crap, in my opinion. But he said, if you really love a woman, you've got to be willing to give her what you expect from her to give to you. 
You've got to be willing to give her the same thing, the same respect, the same values that you want for her to have in the relationship. You have got to have the same. Otherwise, there's an imbalance. Mm. Yeah, he's, he, he, his answer was very self-aware that he would, like like uh, Helena said, and you, you, you acknowledge the honesty to be able to answer this question and to have the self-awareness to say, okay, I, uh, I, I, I different, I different, uh, I definitely told all these women I loved them, but I can only say three times. You know, a lot of times we'd be so caught up in our own path and what we want, what we um, think, or think what we want. Majority of us are like that. We think this, this, this grand scheme of a relationship have it all played out in our head instead of just living and and doing. We already be at the finish line, so to say. And it's like, yo, live life a little bit. Like when we explained last week, we talked about having that rocking chair moment. Okay, you can visualize 20, 30 years from now. Yes. Let's talk about now. What's, you know, are you, are you going to go for the walks in the park? Are you going to have the surprise picnic? Uh, do these type of things that you know that she may like or he may like. Um, and I think that sometimes, like I said, we, we play ourselves in our head, like what's going to be, we want this perfect thing and nothing's perfect. And like I said, the, the, the video that we were going to show tonight he explains, he used a, a scenario that him and his wife had. And I think a lot of times we set ourselves up so much thinking that it got to be perfect that when a little bit of adversity come, yeah. Well, I was yeah. reading their answers tonight and I saw something that Kevin has said actually. Um, and he is on page. I, I You know what's funny? What? I guess I guess great minds think alike because Kevin is on page one hundred and one. Well, thank you because he's the only page <laughs> whose quote at page I didn't write down. <laughs> well, um, I, I don't, you know what's funny? I use the first edition. I don't know if the pages is different. Yeah, the pages editions. are different, but that's okay. It's not too far ahead. But you I can tell you, I did write it down, and one of the things that he said that caught me tonight was very simplistic. What, what what I love about the gentleman's responses to this question is they start off either saying nothing is better than love, nothing is better to them than love, um, or they say, you know, their bacon or their jerk chicken is better than love. But after they give that initial answer, they go on to explain a bit more. And what I appreciated about Kevin's answer tonight was the simplicity of how he explained, yes, how he explained love. He said, love is togetherness. It's time with another individual. It's two souls becoming intertwined. And when you think about the simplicity of that, there's no running to get engaged like we were talking last week, no running to get married, no running to do all of these other things. It's just enjoying the time of two souls intertwining, as DCT said, which is very rare. Yeah, because when you think about it and you break it, you, you actually, he paints a very interesting picture. You're in the womb by yourself unless you were born a twin. Mm-hmm. 
And as soon as you're born, you're here, you bust up on the scene. <laughs> and yep. to be able to have, you know, so much so that our finger, our very fingerprints are different. Nobody's fingerprint is the same. So for you to be able to travel in this world in your journey and to find someone that you and your uniqueness can click to, can click with is very it, it should be rare though it is rare and it should be rare and i think that that's that's part of what we miss sometimes is that it is rare it is do you not think, do you think, do you think sometimes and, and, and i know my answer do you think sometimes that we're trying to force a, a, a round peg in the square? Absolutely. Like you said before, we want what we want. I was thinking today about how, how sometimes you can be in a situation where you feel a certain way about a person. And that person doesn't necessarily feel that way about you, but you might continue to hold on with the hopes that they will eventually feel that way about you. And, you know, that's not about the other person. That's about like wanting what you want, not willing to accept reality, not understanding what that other person might want, but more so than that, understanding that that's not your connection. Mm. There's an ease and a simplicity to it when it's right because you know, it's so rare. It's it's funny, and I and I asked that that question, and a lot of people answered the question. I don't think they really understood where I was going from when I said, "What is the difference that a girlfriend can do for you? What is the difference that a wife can do for you than a girlfriend?" The question when I seen it, it ties with the show. Because a lot of times people may get married for legal reasons. I mean, like, you know, we've been together all this time. We got to get married because of, and, you know, a couple people put some very interesting answers. Some people put health insurance. Um, I saw that. <laughs> but nobody really, nobody put love, which was interesting. Some people put certain things and they, they would say, like, you know, numer numerous answers, but nobody said, you know, uh, the difference between, having a girlfriend and, you know, cause you could love your girlfriend. We're not saying that, but, or boyfriend, if that's, you know, but if you, you, you take that quote unquote covenant, no matter what type of spirituality you have, that covenant should mean more to you than y'all just cohabitating. So and life insurance. I saw I saw the I saw that post, which I thought was brilliant. And I saw some of the responses in the chat. Um, not not judging anybody, but you know, one of the things that I, I thought was missing to your point was the answer of love, but more specifically than that, in alignment with what the gentleman talked about is someone that can take the journey with you and share the journey with you as you're fulfilling your destiny and your purpose. Mm. When we talk about, I mean, in, in the Bible, it says that a woman was created as a, as a help meet or a help mate or whatever the case may be. 
using that as a premise, there's, there's in a relationship, there are people. And when you make that covenant, uh, talking about marriage, yes, there's the life insurance. Yes, there's, you know, the ability to acquire material things. But more than that, if you, if you, you know, staying on the point of purpose, your partner helps you to fulfill that. That love that you experience in your relationship should also be the motivator that allows you to fulfill whatever gifts or purpose you have in yourself. If they turn in a journey into a hell, that's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> that, 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 was, that wasn't no journey. That was a road. That was a rocky road, right? You know, in the... Um, Crown, yes, you do have to know yourself. Um, this book is actually my second, my second book. The first book that I've written, um, Crown Rules, One Woman's Journey to the Throne. I take a very specific look at the dif differences between fate and destiny. People try to sometimes use those words inter interchangeably. Mm -hmm. To me, some, when something is faded, it means that it's an opportunity for you to learn a lesson. Say it again. When something is faded or part of your fate, it's a fate. It's an opportunity for you to learn a lesson. Mm. So those ne those um, negative experiences that we might have, that we might not be able to avo avoid, they're faded for the purpose of us to learn a lesson, to connect to some knowing that we have not yet acknowledged so that we can be, be, be better. Better people, better lovers, better humans, just better if we connect to the to, to the lesson and the experience. On the other hand, destiny is tied to your purpose and it's something that you're here to fulfill. And sometimes you're able to create that. Sometimes you're able to create that when you are connected to a person who who is loving you or you're connected to a person who you love. It's a motivator. Hmm. That's interesting. Cause you always hear a person, uh, uh, you know, you'll hear a lot of people talking about, you know, I'm not happy. And they'll say, I'm not happy because I'm single where a status, a relationship status should not be the determining factor on your happiness. Um, and so a lot of times people that that until they get to a certain point in their life and then they be like, you know what? I'm happy. I'm doing things that make me happy. And then they understand, our, as we discussed earlier, they understand their purpose. And then they're able to really give that love, to, to understand a, a deeper appreciation for themselves and then be able to uh, reciprocate that to their mate. If they haven't made it that time, and it's and it's funny because a lot of times, you know, we we when we discuss it, it we we don't really discuss the opposite. And what I mean by the opposite is that bitterness that a lot of us carry from failed relationships. We will always say it was them, it was them, it was them. Well, I always and I always say this, Jules, and I don't know if I said it in another episode. I don't know if I ever told you this on the phone was. Obviously, the picker is a problem. Oh, I I can't deal with that term. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, if if a person continuously set goes through relationship issues, 
who's picking the relationship for them? I've I've heard so many people say my picker is broken, my picker is broken, my picker is broken. The only problem that I have with that is that it puts the responsibility on the picker, right? <laughs> and what is that? <laughs> your your picker is is your ideals, your You want your volume one out, Jules. It's still out. Just give her a second, everybody. I don't know. It's still out, Jules. Is that there we go? There you go. You're good now. We got you. Okay. So yeah, so the your, your picker. Your picker is your mindset. Your your picker is your worldview. Your picker is your is your your desire mostly to get quick quick satisfaction as opposed to working on something. Interesting. So the picker so the picker need to be reexamined. On what, yeah. on what on what drives them? Yeah, it's not a picker. I don't. <laughs> I can't get it. It's not a picker. It's your mindset. I had um I had someone that I was in conversation with talk to talk to me about how their picker was broken, and so I asked them to explain to me if they could a little bit about like if they could sum up each of the people that they had chosen. And when they summed up each of the people that they had chosen, the people that they were involved with were only interested in them because of what they thought that they could provide. Like they never really allowed the people that they were choosing to know them on a deep level. It was so it all was, about it, it was all it was all reclamation or rescue projects. <laughs> because a lot of us like to put the cape on. And go save somebody else and, and wind up hurting ourselves. J. Cole oh, said, Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. <laughs> no, and, and and you see a lot of women do that too. They'll, they'll be in a situation where, and I hate to use this word, but they'll you they'll be in a situation where they'll walk into toxic toxic a toxic situation. They'll walk into it. Knowing it's toxic, knowing it ain't no good. Like as they as they say, good girls like bad boys. You know what this bad boy is bringing you? He bringing you drama. Um, for lack of better words, in our culture, the baby mother stuff. He's bringing you all that craziness. The two three o'clock in the morning. Where you at? Coming in the house when you want to irresponsible. But some some of us will cling to that. Some of us that's like. I see his craziness. I'm going to go. I think I could clean him up. Or I think I could clean her up. I, I spent a good time of that on the, in the, on, in the first book. Good time on that subject in the first book as well. So um, through like personal experience, conversations that I've had with women, and just also through like research, like intensive research. A lot of that coming from the women's perspective, putting themselves in toxic situations and wanting to save someone really comes down to a question of value. Many women, many, 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 many women 
regardless of race of, or ethnicity, learn that our value is created in what we can give. Mm. And so if we find someone who's in a horrible, messy situation, who doesn't treat us well, the psychology of that behavior or that, that expectation or that, that gender role is if I give all that I have at, in, in my disposal to this person, they will see my value and they will change. And that never happens. In order for someone to see your value, they have to see their own first. Never happens. Now, my buddy Lee. Yes. He said, he said, to your, as to your question, what to you is better than love? He said, nothing. You can't achieve anything without love being a main factor for that achievement. All great achievements in this world are done through love. There has not been one achievement in this world that has not been accomplished without love. I'm talking about positive achievement. I'm not talking about bombing the country. That's not love at all. That involves hate. All great achievements in this country to benefit people was done through love. Everything. Dr. Martin Luther King sacrificed his life for love, for the love of people. If you look back over history, all great achievements for for the politics were done through love. Love was the main factor for that achievement. So there's nothing, there's nothing in this world more important than love. And if people knew that, we'd have a different society. You know, you can't achieve anything unless you love someone, even the love of oneself. If you look at all the problems in this world, it's the lack of love. Love is the key ingredient that is missing out of those things. Wow, he has a very, very interesting worldview. Yes, not saying I, not saying I disagree, but his his worldview is um, very interesting. I'll be right back, Quincy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all excuse uh, Julia for a minute. Love, I think he meant love, Eric. Eric, I think he meant love in general. Oh my goodness! I mean, sorry. You always gotta, you always gotta have your computer charged up, Jules. How did you know? Today has been one of those days. <laughs> so, so Eric, when I when I um was reading Lee's statement, Eric said love for a person or thing. So I said I think he was speaking in general, love for you know when he used the parable of Martin Luther King, he was saying love for people, love for, you could say love for humanity, love for you know as they say of uh, fellow mankind. And he was he explained uh, he it, I can already tell what type of person Lee is by his answer. What do you mean? Because his, his his he's probably one of those very, very giving type of people based off his answer. Um, he probably works in social services to be perfectly honest with you. Lee is our artist. Lee is our artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, Remember my favorite question. Mm -hmm. Ask ask him that question when you get a chance. Does art imitate life or life imitate art? 
I actually would like to have him on the show if we can. So I will be reaching out to him for that. But the thing about Lee um, and, and his worldview is that he's, he's not only studied like many great artists, he's also studied many great writers and philosophers. So when he, when he talks about love, he looks, I think he looks at it as um, a motivator for the best of humanity to be achieved. Mm. The best in humanity to be achieved and that that's rooted in love. That's okay. not rooted in hate. Yeah, I thought his answer was very, 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 very interesting. Yeah. So, so you know, I got one more. Yes. I feel like I know this brother here. Who's this? <laughs> you know who it is. Is it Charm? You know it. <laughs> I was hoping I, we would get to Charm because he laid it out. Yeah. Charm was very interesting. <laughs> um, you asked him question yes. number ten. Yes. What is, better, what is better than love? He said, "Trust, honesty, respect, and integrity." Yes. Th those th those things right there speak volumes to me. If yes. you don't, if if you don't have trust, honesty, respect, and integrity, the word love is nothing. I'd rather you not love me but trust and respect me and have some type of integrity. Integrity and trust and respect make you the person that you are. If you don't have that, you have nothing. If, yeah. you have, if you have to live your life living a lie, being untrustworthy, and you have no integrity, I can't F with you. Woo! Interesting. Interesting. Talk to me. What did you think about that, Quincy? Um, he definitely uses love as an action. Yes. Um, and all those other things are so paramount to him that um, that he he he's probably been told a lot of times. I got love, so love is not not that it's not a strong word to him. I won't say that. I won't put words in his mouth, but I would interpret it as that. A person could say, I love you all day long to him, and it, it, it will speak on deaf ears. Definitely, if that yeah, person is untrustworthy, he's more the type of person that if you stand up, you say you're going to do something, you know, it, like he he's big on, as I like to say, men move accordingly. You do a, you do some certain certain things that you're supposed to do as a man, as a woman, and I'm not uh, uh, being chauvinist, but I'm just being uh, roles that men have naturally innate, and roles that women have naturally innate. That's what he's talking about. He's speaking about the core of the person. If he sees you doing something that doesn't line up with what you say you about. He'll be looking at you like this. This person fake. He don't got too many friends at all. <laughs> Char, don't Char. Char got a he got a he got a real tight circle for lack of better words. I have a friend who always um, uses, I think, a James Baldwin quote that says, "I believe the quote is, I can't believe what you say because I see what you do.'" Mm. And I think for, you know, 
what I really like about Charm's answer to this question is that he kind of delves off into the smash. And, you know, one of the things that he, he talks about is being honest, authentic, and um, having some integrity about who you are. And that if you don't have that for yourself, then how can you possibly express or say that you love someone else? Like for him, those things, love begins with the self. Exactly. And before I finish reading what Charm said, because I'm going to skip a couple parts, but I'm yeah. going to read an, another big paragraph. I want to ask everybody in the chat the question of the show and why, mm -hmm. what is question 12? I mean, question 10. What is better than love? Is there anything better than love? I want you guys in the chat, if you don't mind, to, 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 to answer that question while I read the rest of what Charm said. Because Charles said, nope, not at all. If you're lying to me, you're lying to you. Because you don't have to lie to me. If you lie, you have to tell another lie. So why lie? Just tell the truth. I'm the type of guy that will keep it 100 with you. Like, if I don't want to be in a relationship, I will tell you that. If I just want to smash, I'm going to tell you that. That's what I want to do. Being that we're adults, you shouldn't feel a way about it. Just like men try to be slick, women try to be slick too. Being that we're having a conversation, let's just keep it 100. Some people may not want to be in a relationship. They just might want to smash. So say so say that that's what it is. But if you want to smash, don't have the non-smash behavior after <laughs> we just finished smashing. You want to address your feelings. <laughs> I love, I love this whole entire, these three pages, four pages. In response you know, to this one question from him, I love it. You know, one of the things that I find interesting and, and, and I do as well is when I'm reading Charm's words on the paper, I hear a voice. I hear his voice like I know him. Like I told you, I don't know Charm, but mm -hmm. I, feel like I, I feel like I know him. Mm -hmm. And speaking about him, a lot of people may not believe him when he's as honest and transparent as that. Because some people, and like we discussed, some people, when, they, when they're as transparent as that, people will try to change them. And I'm quite sure he's been in situations where he don't want to be in a relationship. This is just what he wants to do. And a person will think they got the golden goose and they're going to change him. And he's like, look, I'm not don't want and, and and we like like we discussed Jules we do this thing in our head like we have this chemistry and chemical thing that goes on our head like I'm gonna change him I'm gonna break him down but you know I'm that gonna, other <laughs> what I'm sorry what you no, say? go ahead no I'm gonna break him down somebody be like I'm gonna break him down and he's telling you he's being it's a thousand he he couldn't even get past that one point without keep talking about it for two or three paragraphs. And the reason why I didn't read it all, because I don't want anybody in the chat to think like I'm I'm keep going over the same thing, but he's telling people that's where he's at in, in life. If it don't lie to me, let's keep it a hundred. If this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing. If this ain't what we're doing, this is what we're doing. I and I'm quite I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go no, ahead. I get excited. I'm sorry, Quentin. <laughs> What were you saying? No, no, go ahead. Because I, I really, 
I felt his words. Like I told you, I, it's like I have actually heard his voice saying, yo, this is what it is. But then sometimes, you know, we get, we get, we play our psycho. And I've seen this happen even the other side. I've seen it happen the other side too. Don't think that it's always the man that comes with these stipulations. I've seen women that be like, look, we just doing this, what we're doing. I don't want you for no relationship. And then the man get cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and he start like bugging. But you, but you know, and we, and um, Dwayne, I think, posted in the comments, if not the last show, a show before that, where he said, you have to live your standard, right? And I think it becomes challenging because in those scenarios, you'll have, you'll, I'll read Nicole's statement in a second. In those scenarios, you'll have, you'll have a person who'll be like, listen, this is all I want to do and that's it. And then you'll have the other person who will say, yeah, 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 okay, that's all you want to do. And whatever their mindset is or whatever their worldview is, or maybe they just enjoy spending time with the person, they'll still continue to spend time with the person holding on to hope that something different will, will, will happen. In those situations, if there's a, a, a high level of responsibility and accountability on both people's parts. When you're the person saying, this is all I want. I don't want anything more. You can sense when that person is giving you giving you more than what that situation requires. And you and you, if you continue to take it, then you're not honoring your word, because if that's all it is, then you shouldn't be so willing to accept all that that person wants to give to you. On the other hand, I think that if you're the person who's looking for more and you see it's not coming, you have to be clear on what you want. If you want to be upset, if you want to be disappointed, if you want to not be able to hope in plans and plans and things of that nature, then that's what you're asking for. But if mm. you want something different than that, then you have to be willing to walk away. Yeah, I just, you know, I I find it very interesting um, that, that that happens to be the case. You want to answer Nicole's question? Nicole said, I think once you have actually experienced love, there is nothing better than that. Love is in its own category. Absolutely. I just like to, um, to that point, we have two gentlemen in the book that, that kind of said exactly that. Matt is the, the first person I wanted to talk about tonight. He said that for him, his children, the love of his children. Mm was motivation for him that it didn't matter if anybody else accepted him receiving their recognition and their their approval meant the world to him and so he did everything that he could to make sure that they were happy he said that their love was a driver for him to be successful that's powerful you 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 hear that a lot though um you know uh, you hear when people talk about like we going back, and it's interesting that these words always pop up during our show. We'll, we'll continue talking about like purpose and understanding. You hear a lot where parents always say, uh, "I'll do anything for my kids," or and I always, I always thought it was different because my view of things is a little different. Um, I always thought that you have to be a 
the best version of yourself to be the parent. Yes. Like we like I even discussed it yesterday with Dara. Like, if you out of pocket, you can't be there for your kids. Some people say, some people feel like they can be out of pocket as long as it's for their kids, they'll just be all, all over the place. And I'm like, I don't I don't see I don't see that. You know, um I have a son that's grown. And even and even with him being grown as as of age, I still believe that I still have to be an, a great example for him. Even now, even now, like well, to what our conversations is different. The context of our conversation is different. But it's like, yeah, you talking to me as a friend, and I'm listening. But I'm gonna tell you how to handle the situation and don't make the mistakes that I made mm. when you as have to parent. go. To, yeah, as as the parent. So I always think that it's is it the dynamic of that in 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 that unconditionalness. I always thought it was very weird, but I, I get where Matt's saying with his kids, like you 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 witness life. And you 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 have the opportunity to be part of a creator of life, so it kind of puts you in the mindset of, all right, I gotta you know I'm gonna show them like love, compassion, um, nurturing. It, it's a whole bunch of words that you could you could use to replace love, but I definitely understand what Matt is saying. I remember one time I was having a conversation um, with my niece's mother and I was just admiring how she was um, conversing with my niece and allowing my niece the opportunity to make her own intelligent choices about things. And, you know, I acknowledged her for that. And she said, yeah, she said a lot of people think that they're raising children, but you're actually raising an adult. You're you're giving someone the skills that they need to be a happy, successful adult. And so that doesn't start when they turn 16, 17. That starts, I think at the time, my niece was two. She was two at the time. And so, you know, that relationship is critically important. And like Coleman said, as a parent and a child being friends to the, to the, to the extent that there's that mutual respect and trust and admiration and still guiding as a parent, still that nurturing goes, as a that parent. Goes, that goes back to the video clip of, uh, we had when I, with Ayala, when she said to the young lady that, um, mothers make bad husbands. Mm. Mothers make bad husbands. Yeah. yeah. What did she mean when she said that? She was talking about how, how the mother was treating her son. Mm. And her son has to go out and be somebody's husband one day. Right, 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 right. So she right. was saying the mother makes the husband, the mother treat, you know, you know what I, I mean, mean? If you're very, not. Very interesting way she put it because you had to think like, wow. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, Adira was talking about that last night on your show with her. That you know, you you where are you? You have to be at peace. You have to, you know, try to work to get there. She said that she had a very challenging time while she was still, you know, raising her, her daughter, but she understood even I think she called it brokenness. 
she understood that even in her brokenness, she was still being an example for her daughter. So I can only imagine, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Julia as I mean Julia, Nicole answered the question, and uh the king answered the question. So they did? yes, they did. Yeah. I also wanted to um I also wanted to read what her man said, said because what he said was very interesting. Did you get a chance to see what yeah, he said? Yeah, I actually wrote it, wrote wrote his name down. What did I actually wrote his name down as well? He said, nothing is better than love. He said, but peace is equal to love. He said, being at peace. And he said that peace that comes from quiet time, but also the peace that comes from loving yourself. He said, you can't have peace and quiet when you're not loving yourself. I can agree with that. I, I, I've, I've, I've experienced that. I've experienced that, 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 that level of solitude, um, the stillness, the, we discussed it last week, being able to hear the heartbeat, hear, hear the breathe. Even with this time of COVID, and unfortunately, anybody in the chat that's dealing with um, certain levels of depression or loneliness, mm -hmm. seek out somebody or seek out some help. Um, there's nothing wrong feeling a sense of emptiness. There's nothing wrong with you. Don't blame yourself. So if you have that level, if you need, if you need to talk to somebody, seek out someone professionally to talk to. Yes. In, ret in retrospect, for myself, is that I I'm able to be alone. Not that I want to be alone, but I'm able to be alone. Um, I'm able to be in a room. Most people can't do it. I could be in a room wide awoke with nothing on where you could hear the clicking from your watch. And for hours, I can be like that and and don't go to sleep or nothing. Um, I happen to have a job where I drive a half an hour to work every day. And that's a level of stillness early in the morning listening to Bloomberg radio. It's 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 a whole bunch of things that I've been able to to learn along the way of being at peace with myself. And I don't think that that's easy for a lot of people. I do know it's hard. I do know that COVID has really really been a challenge for a lot of us. So I want to make that note while we're doing this show. Yeah. If if you are sensing a sense of loneliness because you're not around your family and loved ones yes. during this time. Please reach out to someone. Phone, reach out to somebody because it's very serious. Like we all, you know, we, you know, you might be used to working at the office, and then all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, you working at home for like the next year, even though you don't like the coworker Sue that don't ever clean out her coffee mug. <laughs> But you you might miss Sue right about you now. Miss her now. <laughs> yeah, Sue's the imaginary friend in my head. Don't 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 don't. Yeah. Don't. And it's, it's <laughs> go ahead, Jules. And it's you know that 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 peace that peace that you have arrived at, Quentin. It didn't just happen one day. You weren't just born with it. You had to work on that, and it's challenging. And I saw something the other day that said the healing is sometimes deeper than the womb. Meaning that mm. 
healing sometimes is a process that has so many different pieces to it that it's actually greater than whatever other challenge you might have experienced. And during this time with COVID, with people, if not being alone, not being as socially engaged and not being as distracted as they might um, have been accustomed to, sometimes have the opportunity to start looking at some of those things that they'd like to heal. And, and sometimes that can be hurtful to go into those places or scary to go into those places or challenging to go into those places. But like you said, there's always help available. And, you know, I know sometimes in our community, there's a stigma about seeking mental health services, but they can help. Or even just that friend that you can talk to that's that's willing to listen without judgment. Just it just connect with somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Jules. Yes. Julia, excuse me, I can't be saying you can say Jules. People know <laughs> me as Jules too. <laughs> um so now moving forward to next week's show. Yes. Question number 11, man. Episode can't, 13. Can't believe it. Oh. Mm. Can't believe it. What are you afraid of when you're in a relationship? And it might sound similar to one of the other questions, but different answers here. And then we also have a video that we'll be showing next week, right, Quentin? At least at least one video uh, minimum. I reached out to a couple people. Um, to give us to give us some advice, to, um, we always, as as I like to say, we always want to be people that seek counsel, and um, it, this is a tradition that that um, many 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 cultures do is to seek counsel. Um, so we want to so we want to be those type of people who seek counsel from people that are older than us, seek counsel from friends, seek counsel from people that um, can give us advice on certain matters. So we have one video scheduled for next week and um, hopefully we'll have more than one and very interesting um, advice in the video. And I hope that everybody can join and, and you know share your experiences. We don't want the show to ever feel like we're dictating and just talking about the book, the book is the parameter of the show. But however, we would like people in the chat to really engage and, you know, explain your experience and, you know, your situation and or situations that you may have uh, went through to give us a better understanding as well. Yes, absolutely. Well, any absolutely. final thoughts, Jules? Um, I just want to thank everybody for joining us tonight and who's joined us every week for everyone who's in the chat, um, everyone who has comment, commented on um, the show. Um, don't forget to like, share and subscribe to the channel. Um, so many so much great work is is happening here. Um, also, as I always share the book, Crowns to King, How Black Men Love is available on Amazon if you don't already have a copy. Um, you can purchase it there. And just thank you so much for another opportunity, Quentin, to have these amazing conversations. Yeah, I'd like to second that. Um, you know, you guys purchase the book, um, share the book with share the book with your friends and family. 
Um, share the page. You know, I, I can't say it enough, and I always try to uh, say it. Um, remember, the, the least that any of us can do when it comes to social media is to like, share, and subscribe. We understand that everybody may not can donate to a channel, um, so we get that. But the least that we can do is to like, share, and subscribe. And we have to be of those people who do that to, to regurgitate that type of energy um, that we bring. And, you know, the number is always under the thing for um, suggestions for the show. And um, if you ever have any suggestions, make sure you call a number, area code 570. I don't even remember the number offhand, so I got to wait until it comes on the screen. 795. Seven, uh, four, yeah, area code 570-795-4283. Um, you know, you guys have a great night. And... Um, Stay up, and hopefully we'll see you next week. And uh, like I said, bring two, three people next week. Bring some friends. Remember that. Bring some friends. I'm challenging everybody in the chat. Have oh. two or three people to watch the show with you or tell you they're going to watch the show and make sure that they watch it. Quentin, I, I wanted to add, um, for next week's show, I'd like to um, offer some giveaways. I have a few questions. Um, based on prior episodes, I have two giveaways, one for um, a lucky gentleman and one for a lucky lady. Okay. All right. And remember, y'all, have, have a blessed week, and um, we'll see you guys in February. Hello. Welcome to Let's Talk Crown Rules with our host, Quentin Ford, and myself, Julia Dozier. I am the author of two books focused on the health and well-being of relationships within the Black community. My first published book, Crown Rules, One Woman's Journey to the Throne, is an explorative journey into the heart, mind, and soul of a woman. It is designed for the rebuilding of a woman's self-identity, her purpose, and her vision for her future. The book contains journaling exercises for her to document her transformation on her journey to the throne. The second edition will be available in 2021. My current book release, Crown Rules 2, How Black Men Love, is purpose to provide healing and restoration to the relationships we conduct within our race by establishing first and foremost that black men do love. The book contains interviews held with 10 black men at different ages and stages of their lives. They share the meaning, perspective, and their experience of love in their own words. Each week, Quentin and I look forward to discussing the book and one of the 13 questions asked of each man. And we invite you, our audience, to share your questions, your thoughts, your experiences.